0: Welcome back to the Edge Athlete Lounge Podcast. I'm Laura Ohms and hosting this episode today with Scott Lehman. Scott is an Edge member. He is the father of two little girls, two years old and seven months old. Um, he is training for the Leadville 100, which is actually this weekend, so we're quite honored that he took time to spend with us this week. Um, and he's just a very experienced, endurance athlete in general, so we are so happy to have Scott on today. So thanks for being here, Scott.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, um, this is this is so exciting. Exciting times for you and just what did you say 48 hours you're going to be on a plane to Colorado right
1: heading out to Denver and then to yes to Leadville yeah so.
0: amazing yeah that's really exciting and just for anybody out there who doesn't know what the Leadville 100 is can you just describe what kind of race this is
1: yeah it's a um it is a hundred mile uh, uh trail race so uh and Leadville uh Colorado is actually a former um mining town that has gone bust in the one of the former miners um set up this race in order to kind of rebuild the economy in the 80s and anyway it's a pretty historic um ultra run ultra race um but yes it is a uh, and the the whole race is also at ten thousand to thirteen thousand feet in altitude, so it's both the distance plus the altitude makes it uh, especially challenging. So
0: exactly, yeah. And is this this is known to be one of the or if not the most challenging ultra races in the states? Is that right? I,
1: yes, I think yeah. that they would. Don't be, don't be modest. <laughs> there, are, there are Hard Rock is probably which is also in okay, Colorado. Okay, I have heard of that one. Yeah, not that far away. It's probably total thirty three thousand to thirty five thousand feet in altitude wow. change. Uh, Leadville is eighteen to twenty, okay. so it's it's tough because of how high up. Because yes. you're going up, you you're, you go up. This, you start at ten and you 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 stay over ten the whole time. Um, and then the, the way they do it is it's an out and back, but the last you run up to 40, you do two inclines above 11,000 feet. And then the last, the last 10 miles is a monster climb up to what's called hope pass and it's 13 plus thousand feet. Um, so it's, uh, the reason it's famous and actually how I learned about it is that from the book, um, born to run with oh, yeah. Chris McDougall, who wrote about the Tarmar Indians who came in and uh, from Mexico who came in to, to compete in this race uh, and competed with Ann Trason, who is a legendary ultra runner um, in the early nineties. Um, mm-hmm. And actually ESPN came out to Leadville to, to feature, to cover this race. Um, oh, so wow. they made a big deal of it. And so anyway, he, he wrote about the race uh, uh, in born to run the book and it, I, th- I think from there, actually, the the race got much more popular. Um, okay, but yeah, anyway, that that's makes how, sense. Yeah,
0: yeah. So you reading that? That was that was a big part of your inspiration to to do this. Yeah. It was
1: it was actually yes, that was part of it. But okay. the, fir- the actual reason was I w- I was training for the Ironman Wisconsin. Okay. In twenty fifteen, mm-hmm. and um, at Edge, <laughs> okay. I actually met Ed Daly. Um, oh yeah, Ed uh, recommended that I, one of
0: our coaches. Yes. Yeah, and he, yeah. I
1: mean, he actually pulled me through the silver rush, the 50 mile train up in Leadville a couple of weeks ago. He was, uh, yes, I, I heard with,
0: about that, that you guys were real, uh, yeah. Buddies for each other. He and was, that, yeah.
1: He was amazing for me. I, That's I, awesome. don't know how much I did for him, but I think he was unbelievable. But so he introduced me to the, to the, uh, the gym and, uh, to Robin. And there, as I was training for a bike on a long five hour ride inside, I uh, watched a movie called Unbreakable about ultra runners doing Western States, which is another.
0: OK, yes, I've like, heard of that one as well.
1: Yeah, another big ultra trail run. Okay. And so that that's what kicked off my interest. It's like, yeah, I, I want to look this? into that. Yeah, what is yeah, this? And then the Born awesome. to Run is, oh, Lead Bill. Maybe yeah. I'll try to sign up. So
0: Very cool. And that was. And so three years later, here you are. But and you've you've actually done some since in the last couple years as well. I yeah. want to say, yeah. So why don't, um, well, I want to hear more about this race, but why don't you tell us a little bit of, um, just your, um, your history as an athlete in general and you know, how, how did you even come to, um, to, you know, wanting to train for even that Ironman, let's say.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, um, grew up in North Carolina and, and was pretty active in all, all different sports growing up. I played soccer, Um, I was a swimmer, swam competitively, um, never that great, but but swam year-round, played basketball, so was active. Um, Then I joined the Marine Corps right out of high school, Mm -hmm. and the job I did in the Marine Corps was Marine Reconnaissance, which is a special operations unit within the Marine Corps, kind of similar to what the Navy SEALs do in the Navy. Wow. Um, but it was amphibious amphibious focus, so we did a lot of work in the in the ocean, and mm-hmm. with boats and we were di- we were trained to dive and and fin and swim, and so had a lot more experience just being you know one being active in general mm-hmm. uh, that's what the job uh, entailed, but two also being in the water and so I... um and then I got uh after I I got out of the Marine Corps, um, stayed in California, and moved up to Huntington Beach and was a ocean lifeguard for for three seasons there. So just a little more experience in the water. Yeah, um, you and- have
0: to be extremely comfortable and familiar with water and rough water, I would assume too. Out there, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you have some some stories.
1: To yeah, tell was, I, that. I have. I definitely did, and I think this, uh, I was going to talk about. It. I think that. Um, that, that confidence erodes though, over time, I huh. definitely did when I was in, um, I, I felt very comfortable in the water and in the ocean and I still do. But I, you know, I, I think that, uh, um, you know, I was in a triathlon in Wisconsin not that long ago and remember being kicked a couple of times and like, mm. just felt like I was out of it a little bit where yeah. I don't know if a decade before that I would have felt the same way, which sure, is interesting. Sure. Yeah. Um,
0: good point I'm but, sure it would come back quickly if you if you did some you know similar training and spent more time there but I I understand what you're saying
1: which yeah. is what and and this will tie to later I think is from a mental training standpoint too, yeah. the way your perspective is I think is in different times of your life can kind of change and I think you can mm-hmm. train that perspective as well yeah good um, point
0: it's super powerful
1: um but anyway so I finished at, uh uh um, so I was lifeguarding in, 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 California, moved to Chicago for a job after college. Um, and I realized that in the Marines that I tore my ACL and oh, I was not wow. able to like, they did, we weren't, I didn't, uh, have it checked out, um, while I was in, but mm. I tried to play team sports, pick up soccer and basketball when I moved back to Chicago. While just, you
0: had a torn ACL.
1: And I just, yeah. And I couldn't. And so that limited the ability to do certain things, certain activities, even after I got surgery, I just didn't feel comfortable, um, necessarily going back and, and, and really pivoting on hard on that, on one, you know, one of my knees or another. And actually, um, I ended up tearing my other ACL playing, you know, oh, just no. pick up in, in, in business school a couple of years later. So all uh. said, the the surgeries led to like running and tra- focusing on more individual sport, which was sure. you know, running triathlons, biking, et cetera, where I didn't have to cut hard.
0: Right. That makes um, sense.
1: Yeah. And use the ligaments in my knee. And so that's what got yeah. me into triathlon. So the first sure. first one I did was um, the Silverman in Nevada. I don't know okay. if you were aware. It's an no. Ironman distance. I think they did it one year. I and, haven't heard of that. Um, it was around Lake Mead and it was beautiful. Um But I and I signed up with a buddy, we had never done a triathlon before. I was just
0: gonna ask, I'm like, did you do anything leading up to that? No, you just signed up for your first Ironman. Wow,
1: um,
0: how was that experience?
1: It it was fun then, it was more of a let's check off the box, you know, and bucket list item, yeah, that's right. Uh And but what was memorable about it, and I think why I like doing these type of long, challenging events, is that usually. Up until this Leadville, training for Leadville, I have signed up for one of these events. So, um, whether it be the Marine Corps, which I signed up with, uh, one of my best friends to, um, lifeguarding to, um, uh, some of the stuff that I would, that I did while in Huntington Beach to like go on a surf trip or go mm-hmm. out and go hiking and not, you know, do just ty- different types of adventures with buddies. Um, mm-hmm. To the first, the, the triathlon that I did uh, was with a Marine Corps teammate. And mm-hmm. I, I love doing it because, one, the bond that you build over, you know, going through adversity or any challenging time with one or multiple people, I, I learned from the Marine Corps, it's just, it, this, it's, it becomes a lifelong bond. It's more, right. it's much more, it can be, if and if it's a positive experience, more powerful than, than really any other. Yeah. Um, and so... Yeah. I kind of seek those opportunities out.
0: Interesting. Yeah, with with different buddies, would you say? Yeah, at that time? With, yeah. exactly. Exactly.
1: Uh-huh. I um the the Iron Man Wisconsin I did with a close close friend that lives here. Uh-huh. Um who I was trying to convince to come do the lead build with me.
0: <laughs> you weren't successful on that? <laughs> no, one?
1: I no. think he's probably maybe smartly said that that's <laughs> not. <laughs>
0: Now, do you, when you, you know, choose somebody to do one of these epic adventures with you, do you train with them as well? Or sometimes is it remote and then you meet for the race? Yes, great
1: question. So I, I train, I I really, yeah, train mostly all by myself. And even my buddy lived just down the street and we kind of trained on our own. Just with schedules these days has made it, made it harder to train together. So, but I would never connect on a, on a daily or every other day basis with these guys if I wasn't, Doing an event like this with them. Got it. Um, yeah.
0: So you still have that connection of just like checking in, seeing how that long run went for you, or, yeah. you know, sharing notes or whatever on how the workouts are going
1: exactly yeah. you get a training plan online you share what you're doing what your times are so you're yeah. pushing each other a little bit mm-hmm. a little bit of you know talking smack back and forth to kind of this <laughs> you know to, yeah, to have keep fun. the energy and then, up yeah, yeah yeah exactly and then and then you know the excitement that builds of coming to that race week where you get to meet you know for a couple of days before and, yeah, and
0: you can share it with somebody that is really powerful yeah um that yeah. for me i'm just thinking like as you're talking i you know i sort of just finished my triathlon season, I think. We'll see if there's anything next for me. But um, yeah, um, in reflection though, I think I missed that component of um, connecting with others and it was a little bit more of like a lonely training season for me, um, mostly in part due to the fact that I have a baby now and so like you said scheduling is so challenging but I love what you're saying about like there are creative ways to connect with people still and just you know even if it's like a text to somebody who's doing the same race or connecting like pre and post workout or just like once a week a class you can do together it's just a good reminder that like that connection that you can have with other people in the sport can do a lot for you because I think I missed that a little bit.
1: It season. really can. I, and I think that, again, you, with a family, and I have the, the, you know, also a, a small family, and, and, and so it's just with work and that, it makes it hard to really meet with, to keep in touch with close, with right. buddies. Um, but I think that that part of my life is still very important, and mm-hmm. um, the friends that I've met a, along the way I care deeply about. And so sure. even if I like the sports aspect, of the projects of doing things together, but I've I've also you know tried to plan you know um, like startup ideas or just creative mm-hmm. projects, just in general something where okay we have to talk on a somewhat regular basis to yeah. um, share ideas and just connect on something.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's so, a strategic way to keep in touch with people. It's, it's like, like the that. new di- yeah. the dive
1: bar in your th- you know for I me at like that it. age. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, would you say that, so you said that mentality kind of came from like being in the Marines prior to that, did you have that like drive to connect with people or did that experience kind of teach you like, whoa, I really value this like bond with other people. And I want to keep doing this in my life.
1: Yeah. Great question. I I think that I have always been someone who has been a big team, team person and friend. I I love being a part of a team. Mm. I don't need to be the like the the leader of the team mm-hmm. um I just want to be a good teammate and so yeah. I say that in this kind of same with friendship or in a work environment I I care a lot about about how I how I how I'm perceived probably as well as just how I am it, it as as I as I value as I think about myself and value myself I I look to are you a good are you a good friend are you a good teammate and that because that's yeah. the the uh um For instance, for Leadville, I have a couple close friends that are coming out that came out last year, um, like last minute to crew and pace. And these are not family members, right? Mm -hmm. This is, uh, these are guys that I served with in the Marine Corps and people that I grew up and went to high school with that are taking flights away from families that they have to be out there in the middle of, you know, high, high country. Um, and so that means, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely means a lot. And, and it, but it, so it always, it always has. My dad left when I was 12 years old. And I think that we've kept, I, I had a great uh, childhood, but I think because of the split, it just, uh, it, it made me care m- even more about connecting the, the family among friends. So that yeah. was probably in high school where that the, you know, late middle school, high school where that started. Hmm. And then that became an even deeper relationship with my teammates in the Marines. Yeah.
0: That makes so much sense. Yeah. It's real, it strikes me that you went that direction versus, you know, choose unconsciously choosing more isolation or something like that's, um, that's really beautiful that it worked that way for you or, you know,
1: yeah, I've craved the, this is funny that I said, you know, I did grow up swimming was one of my main sports, yeah. but I loved the relays. Like the huh, 200 yeah. medley relay was my favorite thing all through, even through high school. Um, more so than the individual events. Mm-hmm. This this is also true for some of the trail racing I'm doing now, which is can be very isolating at times. It's sure. sometimes hard to find the motivation um, when I'm not doing it for with, for you know or with my team, which I am in this race coming up, talk, like the crew and the pacers, the people that are out there. But mm-hmm. some of the other some of the training days and the longer you know it's 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 been a that's been a really. Great learning experience. Yeah, um, so. I could
0: see that. Yeah, so let's let's talk a little bit about. Um, you referenced last year you were out there, yeah. um, and you were going for the Leadville 100. Um, it didn't go as planned. Yeah. Um, so, can you talk a little bit about about what what went wrong or what didn't go well on that yeah, excursion?
1: So I, so I I signed up for Leadville on. I believe it was December 2015. And um, my wife got pregnant. The we I'm sorry. We were having uh, our first daughter that, that basically at was the 21st of August. So it was on the Leadville date, basically. So I had oh my to defer gosh, a year.
0: Oh, I didn't remember that part of the story. Wow. Okay.
1: So, and, and actually, I joined Edge... Um, so I first trained at EDGE a year before that, doing the Ironman Wisconsin. Right. But I signed up to work with Robin the year after, summer after, I said, look, I'd like to sign on. I need help. I want to do this, this sure. trail running. Um, and but, so
0: just to be clear um, with everybody, Robin is, has been coaching you since then, right? Or, she has. Yes, so that's, yes which is personal why, over, training. Just two personal years. Coaching. Yep. Yes,
1: amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. we uh, You talk about... Uh, about weekly and, and she is, yeah, she's been excellent. And I can, I'll talk about that, um, here, here in a bit, but yes, so I have started working with her, um, in July of of 2016. I had deferred the race, the Leadville 100, which there's no way that if I had actually could have done it, would I have gotten it done? Um, so that was a blessing that I had a year to work with Robin. Um, and I went out last year thinking I was prepared. Um I work a the job I work has been, you know, somewhat challenging with my schedule as well. That and with the family I, I'm you know the hours I keep are you know, work between eighty to a hundred hours a week. Um, wow,
0: that is a lot.
1: So it's it's no excuses at all because if you care, you find the time and you got to find the time to exercise. At least I have to find the time to exercise. Um, it makes me feel, you know, just in general better than, than, than if I'm not. Um, yeah.
0: Okay. But when do you find the time? Like, I'm just thinking like practically, can you walk us through like, when are you training? If you're working up to a hundred hours a week,
1: in the middle of the night.
0: Oh, and you're serious.
1: <laughs> yeah. In the middle. Wow. Uh, and I've adjusted. So, I've been promoted at work and so things have changed a little bit. And so I've been able to manage where I can break out and for lunch if I needed to. Okay. Or and I'll do two a days if needed. And sometimes, I mean, frankly, to be honest, I just don't get it done. And then I feel and the guilt kind of builds and then I, you know, um and I have to talk to Robin and she level sets me and then we get a new you know, rebuilt focus Re-adjust. on the train. Yeah. yeah, and that's yeah. just natural with probably most people. But anyway, so felt pretty good going in. Um, I think looking back, well you know, I, I, there were some things I could work on, but going out I um had a race strategy, had a plan. I had you know, my mom, my dad came out for the event, my wife, um, and then my buddies that were pacing. So I had a house of my crew of eight people that were there and which was special. Yeah. Um and I got to the started the race felt really good. Um and was on track at the forty at the at forty miles, mm-hmm. um, and that is as I discussed a little bit earlier. And that's the right before you do the really the challenging. It's probably the toughest part of the race where you climb what's called Hope Pass. Okay. But over the hit over Hope Pass and back down, you meet your pacers. Okay. So in a Trail Hundred race, at it depends on the race, but most of these hundreds that fifty miles you can pick up a pacer. And that is, I haven't, so I've, I've had a pacer, uh, actually Myanna, who, who is a member of our gym and, yeah. and a, a fellow trail runners and just amazing human being. She came down and, and, and one of my training runs when I, I did a hundred last November mm-hmm. in, in Illinois. Um, and she was a, she paced me for the last 25 miles.
0: Uh-huh. And that means literally you have someone right next to you, with you as support, whatever kind of support you need yeah and, and i
1: guess that I need to be clear there so that is and it is on the on the the u s trail races it they actually can hump your pack to your water they can carry your water your uh-huh. food so they can
0: okay so it
1: it, it is a, it can be a very a huge role for for an amateur athlete Absolutely. to have somebody there that can and but most importantly and you know it, it's a mental thing it's somebody that's keeping you going because sure you start getting delirious and frustrated, yeah. um, and just all of that sets in, and just having somebody beside you is like, okay, let's get to the next, see the, you know, see that little bush down there, let's get there, and then, you know, and that man was amazing at that. Uh, awesome. But, But anyways, so I didn't make it, so, so mm-hmm. I was, at 40 I was doing fine, and it took me forever to get up the hill, get up the Hope Pass, okay. and I was unable to make the cutoff in 14 hours. Uh-huh. At uh, Winfield, and I missed it by like five minutes.
0: Uh, can you just describe, like, when you realized you missed it? Like, oh, what was going through your mind? And yeah, and what I wish were you I could feeling? say that
1: I was like sprinting out of my mind to make it and crying <laughs> and like, you know, I left it all out there. I mean, I I want to tell that story, but mm-hmm. I had uh, my I planned to to run a certain time that was faster than, than the cutoff than the, you know, it's 28 hours, I think was like my a time. And I started really struggling on the hill on the climb of hope pass. Mm-hmm. And I had gone out a month before with my wife just to do hope pass, just to go out and climb it. Okay. And That's I was, it, it, it was so much easier then.
0: Sure. Well, cause you hadn't done all the previous exactly. work,
1: right? Okay. And I didn't fact, exactly, exactly. Um, but from a mental aspect, and it just shows expectation versus reality and what that mm-hmm. can do if you're not mentally strong or strong enough.
0: So the fact that, just so I'm hearing you yeah. right, the fact that you had already gone out and done it, like, I mean, you thought you were prepared, you showed intention to go out and do that part of the race, but once you were doing the real race and it wasn't going as it went that previous trip mentally, that was pretty crushing and you started to lose some energy. Is
1: that and I had right? I had people that had flown out from all over the country, different parts. One was my boss at work, a good friend from back home, my family, and all I could think about was my you know how how frustrated I was that I could not move, and you know got to the point where I just I don't think I threw in the towel, but I think that if my daughter was in trouble, I would have gotten down that mountain. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, you know, so, but I right. think that that's, that's where the mental interesting...
0: component comes in. You're saying, yeah, that type of energy. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So at the point where you didn't make the cutoff, are you with other people or how does this, you are, you're around.
1: So I come running down a, the hill okay. and they, the, and it's a pretty dramatic scene too, oh, because you, <laughs> you can picture they, the, um, the officials will then come out and like form a line. Oh
0: my gosh. You're kidding. Your, uh,
1: and like, take your bib and cut it. But wow. That is very dramatic. It's very dramatic. Uh, And I, (laughs) my boss is, is, he played college basketball at Arizona State. So he's like tier one, like just a really good athlete and kind of gets the extremely competitive. And so I saw, and he trained with me a little bit or at least kept in touch. He got really into this, which is awesome of him. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was coming down the hill just. Frustrated. I still thought that they weren't like I didn't know exactly what time, but I knew that I was struggling. I knew it was going to be close, but yeah. I figured I still thought I could get down. Maybe and I'd, squeeze yeah, by. Yeah, I wasn't like it's over, but I wasn't uh-huh. like hustling to. got yeah, it. Um Yeah, my buddy sh- runs up there. Come on, let's go. <laughs> 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 Grab, basically puts me on his back almost, and uh-huh. then tries to run me through the. But they they cut off, so that was the it. And wow, I had three buddies there at that check mark. Um, my wife was sleeping at that, was, yeah, she was resting, um, because she was going to be up later that night. Okay. Um, but in my head, I remember, I remember finishing and, and I wrote about this in my post, uh, race write up. I wasn't like super mad at myself about it, which was interesting cause I am that way. I mm-hmm. do get, I'm very, very hard one. on myself. Yeah. yeah. I truly, when I finished did not think that I had. The ability to make it back up and down that mountain, if I had to, regardless. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, and then knowing like my friends were just so good about that, like being around them after. And I mean, look, it's you know, it wore on after days and weeks after the race. I thought a lot about it, but I'm sure that that night when I finished, I was at I was at peace being around them. We didn't talk a lot about it. It Mm -hmm. was they were all just pretty awesome about it. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so you weren't feeling guilt at that point of all oh, these guys came out here and it was more just like wow, I reached my depletion point or so you thought in that moment and now yeah. I'm going to be with my buddies. Yeah,
1: yeah. and it, it goes to I mean, this is the the takeaway here is that I just didn't have the mental like I, I truly believe that this race is actually I mean, I've been doing a lot of physical training again this year. Uh-huh. It's a mental. This core cool, this it's and and I think that that is you know whether it's consciously or subconsciously and, and um you know what I like about it is because I know that that is what I'm weak in right now and it's a you know think about mantras or things to tell yourself to stay strong in times where I mean whether it's law you know triathlon it doesn't matter whether it's an endurance, a long endurance sport, or you're running a 5k hard, right? Mm-hmm. You're going through a pain cave where, and you go mm-hmm. through probably multiple. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I guess I'd ask like, how do you think about, cause it, you know, as a triathlete pushing, especially getting on the run this, this past weekend and, I know it's got to hurt. And it's like, I can't go another step at this pace, but you know,
0: it's pretty ironic that you asked me that actually, because I literally thought of Ed Daly when I was doing my run because he was doing his, um, his bike ride in Leadville the same day I was racing. And so, and I knew that. And so I just, I thought of him and the suffering that he was enduring and pushing through. And I was like, okay, dig deeper, dig deeper. But it's like, yeah, and I had I kind of had that as ammo going in. So I, I had visualized, you know, like when I reached the point of like how do I keep going? Like these are the images I'm gonna have or like these are the phrases I'm gonna think of, but um but man, it's tough. I I get you. The mental game is can be super challenging.
1: Yeah. And I as a as a Marine where the, the facade of that is, you know, and, and, and the job I did in the Marines and um I think that and I've always actually taken pride in being a hard worker, but i've also i think in the Marine Corps helped given me a a a um, cape almost in being mm. tough
0: mm-hmm.
1: mentally and physically um, and so i i think when I was in and this is what we were talking about yeah you know, alluded to earlier is that we just went through a lot of mental and physical pain through in training mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it got to the point where it was like, bring it on. There's nothing that you can do to us that's gonna, you know, uh, um, make us cower because we've seen it all, mm-hmm. um, you know, waking up in the middle of the night and taking these rubber boats and running them through the surf zone in February and then sitting in there to your, you know, having a hyperthermia class and the, mm-hmm. you know, those, so you do those kind of things and you know that it could be coming at any time. Mm-hmm. You're just not, you, you, I think you can. I think if I was racing this Leadville 100 ne- at that time with that mentality, uh-huh. I don't know. I-, I think I'd probably get it done without like training specifically for running. I was in okay yeah. shape just because of my perspective was different. It-
0: sure. So that kind of does reinforce this idea or this concept that you can train your brain. And when you're out of practice, then you see it, the results show that you're out of practice but that you can get it back
1: is that's that the hope but what I've known is that I, that I am I am weaker than I was at that point I think that I, I am telling myself that I can get it back at the same time in the Marine Corps on the physical activities a lot of it swimming base mm-hmm. I was pretty strong and so on a relative basis it's a lot easier being stronger when when it sucks Mm-hmm. And being able to stand up tall and kind of endure, endure mm-hmm. um, than being at the back half or mm-hmm. in the back kind of. So you're w-
0: just saying because it's a different sport and it's not, it's not your strong sport. Yeah? I was
1: saying because if I, if i naturally just was a runner and right. you know, I was, I was doing well and at the front. So Scott Jurek. I see what you're saying. Scott Jurek is a famous trail runner who just set the record for the, the FKT, which is the fastest known time and this, the, uh, ultra runners do this outside of like races. They'll do these fastest known time events, like race the Grand Canyon, and then uh-huh. they track it on Garmin and Strava, and then they, you know, compete uh, sure. to tweet about it. So <laughs> this Scott Jurek, he won, he'd done Lead Bill, and he's won, I think he's won more 100 mile races than anybody else. But uh, we were, uh, you know, in his book, he talks about. Um, a couple things that I think are interesting. One, he said that he was, he never, he, he was trying to articulate in the book why he's out there and why he pushes through the pain. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he said in one of the last sentences in the book is that I want to be able to explain this to my daughter, but it's like the, the more I think about it, the, the less I'm able to articulate, you know, what goes on. And he's like, hmm. maybe that was because I was w- winning. And if I'm winning, then I, you know, I, I don't really think about it. I just uh, compete to win. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, I don't know if that's, you know, if if athletes that are, or just, if you're doing something and you're okay at it, you can then, does it make it a little bit incrementally easier to endure? The reason I'm thinking about that is that naturally growing up as a swimmer, um, And then going somewhere where nobody swam. It wasn't that I was a great swimmer objectively. It was that on a relative basis I was. So did that make, am I really strong mentally? Or was it just because of the fact that on a relative basis I was stronger physically so it was easier? So I didn't have to, Uh I really wasn't tested. Um, And I guess that's being, I'm being critical maybe there. But my anyway, I, I just found the last couple of races that I've done uh, actually uh, most of the races that I've done the ultra races I've just gotten to a place where I get I get super frustrated and then Mm -hmm. um and I have pushed through but uh I I find myself also kind of walking or you know instead of pushing through okay we're gonna gut this Mm -hmm. out saying now I'm just gonna I'm gonna walk it in. Yeah. Just kind of pissed off, kicking rocks a little bit. So sure. trying to work through, yeah. work through that.
0: So would you say? I mean, are you kind of holding this race as a, a test to all of that? Figuring out the the mental piece, and you know, obviously wanting to have the result you want. But um, are you are you kind of holding it that way?
1: Yeah. Like, so I think of uh, think about mantras and and you know what? How do I? So how do I get better at this? How how do I improve? And I think it's instead of mantras which aren't are important, but it's thinking about a set of values a set of principles that I can that I see myself you know that 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 matter to me that I want to uphold and um, one of them is is endurance and being able to persevere through chaos and that's whether, you know, the family members are sick or something's going on at work or whatnot, to mm-hmm. be able to stand strong in in, the, in a storm mm-hmm. is something I think I really care about and something I know I need work on. Um, and so I think just, I think thinking about it in that context um, and that the only way to get better is to kind of dig deep and work through kind of tough times, right? right. Just, so whether it's not, and I don't want to like, that doing a fun hobby is, is, can you train uh, the, your mental strength doing something like a trail? I think, I think maybe, I'm not sure. Um, but it's, it's something that I, that I'm thinking about when I, when I do, when I'm do this this weekend is that mm-hmm. instead of having the, the go-to sayings, it'll be, uh, who do you see yourself as? Who do you want to be as, you know, as a, as a father, a husband, a friend, uh, you know, um, mm-hmm. and somebody that's, that's tough. Mm-hmm. Is, is somebody I want to be, and I guess to circle back, it's that I've always seen myself that I think that's something I can work on. And some of the toughest people don't necessarily, you know, look it on the outside, right? They're the. I mean, I think my wife is one of the toughest people that 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 I know. Um, just the 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 things that she's endured in her life, but just the way that just. The way that she takes on challenging problems at home too, and just and rolls with them is is just unbelievably impressive. Um, and some of the people at our at our gym, I think, are unreal as well. I mean, Miana, she was doing the Silver Rush with us. The so the Silver Rush is a fifty mile in Leadville run mm-hmm. that's done a month before, it's a month ago, and um, she ran by. So she paced me for a run that I did about a year ago. She also ran uh, ran with us at Silver Rush. And so Ed Ed Daly, who's also a member, and I were running together, and we were walking at this point. I told Ed he was ready to run, but just being a great teammate, and he stayed by my side. And so hmm. anyway, toward the end of the race, we saw the Myanna cruise by and just <laughs> almost dancing. Uh-huh. And, you know, I, I think that that is just – typical to who she is and and, Mm -hmm. you know I asked for advice and I think that's just so innate to her as a person that Mm -hmm. and she just loves the sport and being out there and testing herself that Mm -hmm. you know that I think that would be her response but it's just Mm -hmm. it's if you met her you might not know that right but that she's just a absolute warrior and I think so um anyway hopefully you know those are two of people I look up to in that regard and I I think that uh yeah we'll see what happens this weekend yeah so
0: where where did you get the idea to go with these this idea of like values and principles versus maybe other things you've tried in the past?
1: Yeah, so um I actually was listening to uh, there's there's two there's a podcast by the Houston track coach, and I am Steve Magnus is his name
0: Oh yeah uh-huh. and
1: he was a high school all every all world I mm-hmm. think was one of the first high school athletes to run sub-four mile. Um, but anyway, he's also a polymath and just a very – he has a podcast with a, another coach um, from High Performance West named Jonathan Marcus. Mm-hmm. And so he um, – he, the podcast he does is called – is named On Coaching. And so he coaches coaches, but he's just – it's more philosophical than it is technical. Hmm. And so
0: – Sounds really good.
1: He brought that up in a recent – Uh, podcast because I have struggled with this why like what is going to push me through what tools can I lean back on when and and I've tried the mantras and I've tried and I know why I run I can tell you but that's not gonna get me through when it's tough and Mm so um I, anyway, he brought up that it's, it's just important that, you know, from a coaching standpoint, that you have a set of principles that you live by, yeah. and that the, that the that the your your runners see that in you mm-hmm. and how you live, mm-hmm. and that's how you build a culture. Mm-hmm. And so, I, the more I thought about that, the more I, mm-hmm. more I really liked that, and started thinking about like, who do I want to be? What values do I want my daughters, my friends to say, oh, this is what he is. This is who. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's great. So you adopted that, and you're taking yeah. it with you this weekend. That's, yes, that's awesome um yeah and I think as you've as you've been talking I think what stands out to me is um is your you know perseverance of course but um but your willingness to be creative with finding new strategies too and I think that's so important in life as endurance athletes too but just as we're going through daily life that you know we try something and um, we take a risk and it doesn't go the way that we want it to go um how do you regroup then and you know get new ideas or new support and try it again so um kudos to you for getting back out there um it's really awesome and we will all be cheering you on uh this weekend
1: i'll say the last before before we end i think that uh you know what i've learned from robin who is a you know who the founded at Edge and and has been my coach for the past two years is and has been a, just an amazing mentor, friend, and partner in this in this process. Uh, is that when I failed last year at Leadville, she sat me down shortly after and said, "You know, what do you want out of this sport?" It's like, and I'm just being honest. You're just not you're not putting in what's required, you know. And mm-hmm. so I had this very frank conversation, um, and she, she said. It with, with love. It was that, look, you have family, you're traveling at, I was traveling internationally for work at that time. It's like, mm. do you really want to do this? Like mm-hmm. why, you know, you have to figure out why. And, and, and that sparked a, you know, a, um, that kind of sparked a, a, like a, another level of focus and intensity in my workouts. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I did a hundred mile flat course in Illinois to kind of make up for the, the, Leadville 100 that I feel. Of course you did, yeah. And, um, and, and leading up to that, just a couple weeks, the intensity of my workouts were just much stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, or um, uh, My workouts were much more intense. I was focused more on quality than quantity. And I think what I, you know, I guess, so I learned, I learned that from Robin. I think the other thing is that it's all about process with her. Mm-hmm. And it goes to Des Linden, who's the Boston Marathon winner, too, and has talked famously about her process, too. I think you can look at Hemingway and some of the, the great authors as well, who also talk about the process that I do actually love running now. And I love it because of Robin's perspective, it is, we finished the hundred mile race and it was the next day. It was like, okay, you, what did you learn from this? Who are you going to pass this along to, to help who also goes through your situation? Right. And has your, has similar challenges. Um, and then what do you what are we doing next? Like let's get back to the mm-hmm. we have we have to run here's you know, and it was right back to the next day. There's nothing there's it it was a special day but not necessarily treated as such, right? Mm-hmm. And sure. um it's that everyday special. You go into the workout, this is what I'm doing, and it's right. all about doing that on a regular basis and mm-hmm. running is tough just like with any sport, it requires doing again day after week after yeah. month after year
0: consistency exactly yeah and
1: just focus on that one day and you keep that that presence and and mm-hmm. over time there's a cumulative effect so i oh, that's that's maybe the biggest takeaway that i've had the past couple of years and i i love the the getting up in that training every day and then reporting to rob and how i've done yeah. and that's a so
0: that's awesome anyway. you guys have developed quite a special relationship um, yeah, throughout this process so yeah glad you gave her a shout out. She's one of the best, for sure. She's great. Yeah, um, cool. Well, um, thanks, Scott. Is there anything else that you wanted to say that we haven't covered? We covered um, a lot tonight.
1: Yeah. So I think the yeah the only the last thing is that I'm going out with the the guys that are pacing and crewing. me are former uh, Marine teammates in the Marine Corps uh-huh. and really good friends. But one of the guys that was going to come out with uh, us actually passed away. Oh, Wow I'm a week so ago sorry. and oh uh gosh. and he has been battling with his own personal demons for mm. for a little while now, but was an amazing human being and mm. I think was getting his life back on track it obviously didn't result uh, it didn't end well but i i so there's an there's a another added meaning toward the mm. the weekend with with buck not uh, not being out there with us, and I think that the fact that it's you know I was probably we were best friends on our deployment to Iraq in 2003. And then my buddy that's going out, Matt Compton grew up in a town nearby and then also went to school, like from the Marine boot camp in with, with, with Buck. So maybe the closest friend of his and then his bucks team leader, his boss on the, our deployment to Iraq Mm -hmm. is now, I found out last week he's flying out to do it with us. So it's a, it's a pretty special pretty special mm. thing and I'm, I'm pretty the the positive thing is that there is going to be we'll feel him with us and it's yeah. going to be it'll be great to be out there with very close friends and, and you know memorializing mm-hmm. him so
0: yeah that's that's amazing wow that's really meaningful and even more powerful and um we will be thinking of you guys out there and I it's bound to be um an amazing weekend an it, amazing adventure. it will be
1: thanks yeah. so much for your time
0: yeah thanks scott Hey everybody, I have fantastic news. Days after we recorded this podcast, Scott successfully completed and conquered the Leadville 100 miler. Scott, we couldn't be happier for you, and I know I've personally been influenced by your grit, determination, perseverance, and just general good-spiritedness throughout this whole process. I'm sure others have been as well. And man, this is what it's all about, everybody. Taking the risk to try something new, falling short, strategizing and trying again, doing it with people you love, learning tons along the way, and finally tasting that sweet victory you've worked so hard for. Thanks, Scott, for your example to us in the endurance community. Until next time, everyone, see you next month with a new episode.